welcome to the Flea Factory Podcast, where we explore how to put together your life, your passions, your skills, and your responsibilities. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Hope you enjoy. Well, welcome back. Uh, thanks for joining us again on the Flea Factory podcast. I have the pleasure of introducing you to a friend of mine named Talia. Hi, Talia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, we're going to push through um, the intimidating nature of uh, these microphones being thrust in our faces this, yeah. this afternoon. Um, but um, thanks for joining me. I super appreciate you coming. Um, so... I've known your family for quite a while. Um, I've known your daddy particularly for quite a long time. But we really genuinely got to know each other this year really for the first time. Like it was one of those things that I think when we finally met properly, you said, I've like heard about you constantly for years. <laughs> nice but, to put a face to the name. <laughs> right. So um, and this year we, um, we actually went on a trip recently this year, which I will get into I'm sure a little bit later on. Um, but it's been really great to get to know you and to meet you. And I thought um, you're at maybe a slightly different stage of discovering life and career and uh, things you're passionate about. And, and you're in a different stage to some of my other guests so far where you're, um, let me get it correct, you're in your early 20s. Yes. And um, kind of just rumbling with some of these these questions. So I thought today will be a different kind of conversation because you're trying to work some of this stuff out. So there you go. Would that be a yes, very much good so. Idea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I was to ask you um, in thirty seconds, who is Talia Pinal? Ooh. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. How would you describe yourself? Let me. I'll give you a. I have another friend who, um, when somebody says to him, uh, "What do you do?" He says, "I'm a skateboarder." Mm-hmm. Now he's not. But he does skateboard. That's just how he chooses to explain himself to people. And he thinks it's entertaining and interesting. And if people <laughs> want to talk to him about yeah. it, he's happy to talk. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how would you explain yourself? Who, who are you in a nutshell in 30 seconds? Um, well, from my passion's point of view, I'd say I'm an artist. Amazing. Creative. Um, from a personality point of view, I'd say I'm a pretty headstrong and stubborn person. But I'm passionate about things and people and what I do. Yeah, I don't know. That's perfect. perfect. Excellent. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. So I start this um, off with the same question to everybody. And the first question I ask people is, what did you want to be when you grew up? So Talia, what what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, the earliest thing I remember wanting to be was a hairdresser. Okay. Yeah, that was when I was little, my passion. I had a hairdressing trolley. And right. We'd do everyone's hair when they came over to our house. Yeah. Right. So a, a business early on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you cut friends' hair or just, just visitors' hair? I did, oh, I didn't cut. No, oh, no one let just... me. I did get a nut grinder cut in my mum's hair at one point. I used to use various kitchen utensils <laughs> to style um, the hair. Right. But, um, yeah, that was my, my dream. 
So the, it's our first experience of working out that the job you love is not actually done the way you think it is with yeah. like nut grinders. Yeah. Like yeah. Sure. That's how yeah. you visioned. But I, yeah, that was just my passion was all I wanted okay. to do. All right. So how early was that? That was young, young? That yeah, was... it was pretty young. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, after that, did, did, did that, did that linger? Did hairdressing kind of crystallize? No, it, no. <laughs> I think I slowly <laughs> realized that wasn't for me. Sure. But I always really liked the business side of things. Okay. I used to set up shops at home and make everyone come and buy back all of their items that I had taken from their rooms and stuff like that. And then as I got older. Sorry, you set up up shops to sell people their stuff back that you'd taken from their rooms. Now, let's clear up as well. You have sisters. Yes. Yes. You have twin sisters and they're both older. Yeah. Of course, they're both older. You wouldn't have twin sisters that weren't both old. That wouldn't work. So you set up shop and sold people their stuff back to yes. them. Yes. Well, mum was my main customer. My sisters right. didn't really want to participate so much, which was fair enough. Wow. That's like that's <laughs> creative. I like that. Okay. So so shopkeeper was, yeah. your, was your next stage. Yeah. And then as I went into like high school and that, I kind of kept with the creative side of things. I really wanted to do interior design. Okay. Um, but then I remember the moment when I said to mum one day, I just had this little revelation and I just said like, oh, no, I actually think I want to do something where I can help people more than them just having matching cushions. And that was, okay. I still remember that conversation. And from there I switched to social work and then I was really keen on pursuing that. Wow. So that's a, that's a profound kind of statement, a bit of a realization moment. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so how old do you think you were then? When was that when was that conversation? I think like year nine or year ten, which really probably isn't that long ago in the scheme of things. I'm not that old, but it's <laughs> long enough. Yeah. All right. So social work became the focus yeah. in that last few years of school and trying to work out what to do. Yeah, next. whenever someone asks me like, Oh, what do you want to do? That's okay. kinda what So that I was the said. new when you went to a career expo, you talked to the people about yeah, social work. That was yeah. the yeah, and I signed point. up for that. Like I started okay. that post okay. high school, yeah. So that was the aim. Any other part-time jobs while you were at school? No, I was that person that just did like little things like babysat everyone's yeah. kids and like cleaned the church office and sure. stuff like <laughs> right. random like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good. Okay. <laughs> so we um, so a bit of a direction starts to form year 10, year yeah. 12 yeah. in direction social work because it's about people. Yeah. That's the that's the thrust. Yeah. And in particular, I had a focus on the APY lands. Like, okay. I really loved going there. We went there every year since I was quite young and right. um, really, yeah, wanted to work up so in the lands. So indigenous work yeah. and on the lands. Yeah. Right. Okay. So school finishes. Yes. And you go straight in. Yeah, straight into social work. Yeah, which was a terrible idea. But anyway. oh, wow, I feel like we're about to explore this. <laughs> so, was uni a terrible idea, or was social work a terrible Both. idea? Both. Was yeah, a idea. yeah. Okay, how so? Um, well, like for starters, I think in high school they just really drilled into me in my school, like, oh, you know, uni's the next step. You go there straight after. Okay. Um, you kind of had an had to have an answer for what you wanted to do, and okay. I don't think anyone really had sat down and talked with me the logistics of social work, or were like, hey, we realise that this is your passion for people, and you know, maybe for people in the APY lands, but do you actually think this job aligns with right. what you want to do and stuff like that? So in terms of social work, I. I came to realize that I wanted to work with people and right. but maybe not in the capacity of a social worker and that okay. was maybe too official or I wouldn't be able to do the relational side of things so much because of 
that kind of job yeah, or it. stuff like that. And then in terms of going to uni straight away, I just wasn't ready for it. Right. Um, the end of my high school year was a bit intense with both my dad's parents dying within a month of each other as wow. I finished school. And then dad, um, all that, yeah. you know, what happened yeah. with Lots of stuff. dad's work and yeah, church yeah. community was taken away. And um, I started having anxiety attacks as well. Yeah. And then decided to start uni in amongst all of that because I felt yeah. like that's what I should do. Yeah. So, and very quickly into that semester, I learned that that was okay. so, a really bad decision. So within the first semester, you <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I didn't make it through a semester okay, of social work. Knew. Yeah. So what's um, what, what's interesting to me, firstly about that is I, there, there are a couple of things. The first one, I think I'm hearing from lots of people this idea of this. There's so much pressure to to have an answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um. And, and the question isn't what do you love, what are you passionate about? The question is what are you going to do? Yeah, what's the job? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, so sometimes, so as I hear you say that, I go, right, that's what a lot of people do. When they find an answer to that question, even if it's not the right answer, it's yeah. an answer. Yeah, yeah. There's this little bit of relief, right? You go, yeah. oh, at least I can answer that question yeah. and it stops people asking me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, there's pressure in in that and two, I think I'm starting to learn as I talk to more and more people, our idealistic understanding of what certain jobs are is not actually what they are. So I don't know if you've listened to Johan's podcast with me, but he, when I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, he said a patent lawyer. I'm like, what? And he said, I thought that I could sit in an office and all of these cool ideas and things would come across my desk of these inventions that I would see people doing every day and I'd get to kind of be part of the process of making them. And I said, is that what a patent lawyer does? He goes, I, I don't think that's at all what a patent lawyer does. There's a disconnect, right? Yeah. Between our understanding of, of a job and what it actually looks like in, yeah. in real life. Did you, during um, the last little bit of school, did you do any work experience in some of those fields or did you, did no, you try did. any of that before you got going? No, not at all. <laughs> um, I did work experience in year 10. Okay. But I just did it out of school doing okay. um, teaching stuff yep. just because it was convenient but in no way did I ever want to be a teacher. Okay. Just funny because that's the path I'm heading down now. But I was so determined right. never to be a teacher. but. Right. That was just convenient at the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so we we get to we get to this point where you realise that this is not the fit. Yeah. For now, and it's um, look, there's obviously a lot of personal stuff going on there as well, but there's also kind of a, this this careery stuff and, yeah. and big questions, and obviously they kind of they slam together. Yeah. And, and that's a that's a tough moment. And um, I know from my journey that um, that well being uh sort of crash that that moment of not being okay just p- personally is yeah a real genuinely destructive moment it's hard like mm. it's a it's a and i've journeyed through that and continue to journey through that today and so yeah. i'm uh let me say i i, I get that and I, I understand and i'm not going to ask you to delve into that today um beyond whatever you feel comfortable yeah, yeah. talking about um but obviously so you you when you when you said i'm done i can't, I can't do uni mm-hmm. um was there a sense that you, for yourself, was there a sense that you just um, you just got the timing wrong or that this actually, this thing wasn't really what you wanted to do? A bit of both. I think at the, like, I think it's easy to look back on it now and be sure. like, yeah, the timing wasn't right in that. Of course. But I think 
in that moment, I think it was just all a bit too much. Like yep. I just, I just didn't want to do it. And I yep. think part of that, I mean, I could have probably had a better mindset and pushed through it. But I mean, in the end, I'm glad I didn't because I can look back on it now and sure. know that it wasn't right. But, yeah, I think yeah. there's some. There's, that's interesting. You mentioned that about um, you know you could have pushed through. Yeah, and, uh, I was talking to someone the other day um, about similar things like this. And, um, and I, I've heard lots of people say that when there's there's tough situations in front of us that we need to teach people and encourage people to you know knuckle down and push through and and overcome and be resilient. And, and, and I, I agree, all of those skills are super important. And if we don't encourage people to face some of those things, sometimes they're, they're worse off for it. But mm. on the other hand, um, I did say to them, what I don't think we do very well in as we encourage and teach young people is we don't also say to them simultaneously, if you find yourself in a situation and on a path that isn't good for you and is damaging you and isn't okay, that it's actually okay to learn to walk away. Yeah, definitely. Like like the if if you were an older adult and you were in either a relationship or a job or something that was constantly damaging you, there's a point where we would say you 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 need to mm. you need some space. You, yeah. you need to not just keep going back. And so I think there's a counterbalance to this. You need to learn resilience, which I think is true with this reality that you also need at times to just go no. Mm. it's okay it's okay yeah. for me to just not be doing this yeah um, every day and so so i imagine that's kind of where you find yourself yeah, yeah. in the midst of that so what am what is what does that next step then start to look like for you what do you like have you just gone i'm done with study altogether i'm i'm uh, i need to just work i don't even want to think about the idea of what is it what does it look like do i need to just have some time off or yeah need to go see the world what what's what's next I didn't really know to okay. be honest sure. which is probably I mean the next step was telling my dad which was intimidating okay. enough and how did that go? <laughs> he wasn't impressed okay. and mainly because I didn't know like I just came to him was like yeah I'm not gonna study anymore right and you know I'm still living in his house and so he's like well I don't want you sitting around here all day kind of thing which, which is a perfectly yeah, reasonable statement but, but I understand you're like oh. um but like I said, I'm pretty headstrong, so right. I didn't really allow for that conversation for him to even be a part of it. Like I was kind of just like, Dad, I'm not doing this. Like, so no you matter were what you said, him of yeah, your <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing this. Um, and luckily, like it was only like a couple of days later, um, an opportunity came up, and I was asked yep. to if I wanted to nanny in Switzerland. So right, yeah. So wow, the answer came around pretty quickly for okay. me with what I wanted to do next. <laughs> All right, so so day three of that conversation could have been rough. Yeah, if day two hadn't, <laughs> yeah, hadn't yeah. Arrived. So partly, partly that um, you know, you you deciding that you you were done. It it's partly. Do you, in the moment, it's hard to know how to explain that to other people yeah. though as well, right? And so to say I'm done, is that's all you got? Yeah. Not and here are my ten reasons why, and I'm just done. I'm and just... here's my plan for everything I'm doing next afterwards. And... Absolutely, yeah, got it. Okay, so all right, so here we go. We're going to switch gears. So Switzerland, yes, is that is that through a family friend? Is that through, how does that? Yeah, how, so how, how um, does that happen? A family friend um, who went to school with this lady who yep. had connections in Switzerland and used to go there and met someone and married, and so she lived there and was looking for a new nanny because um, her husband's a mountain guide. So it was yes. away for long periods of time, especially through the summer in Europe. So, yeah. I, 
about. <laughs> these are these moments I just take a second and go, we don't understand what's around the corner. Yeah. Like literally. So unexpected. Go, I've got no, I have no reason to think I know what's happening next. Yeah. And then literally <laughs> yeah. these, these things happen, right? All right. So you, you head off. Yeah, you, you so it will happen within a month, I reckon, between really? like wow. deciding and going. So, yeah, it was a bit quick but amazing. And, I mean, um, it was also like financially I couldn't have done it all off like for myself. So, sure. But Nan and Pa, when they passed away um, a couple of months before that, left us money. So it was also an awesome thing to right. be able to do with their money as well. Amazing. Yeah, it was yeah, a real yeah. blessing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you've described this place you to me very briefly before. Yeah. Give the painless a picture of, of Switzerland. Of Switzerland. So, so you're from the <laughs> south coast of yeah. South Australia and it's beautiful down here. Yeah. But it's not Switzerland. Is no. It? It's a different different thing. kind of beauty. <laughs> okay. So you arrive. Is yeah. this your first time overseas or you've travelled before? No, mum and dad, yeah, do yeah, a fair bit of travel. First time overseas by myself. So where had you been before that overseas? What, what um, have been some of your experiences overseas? So we did um, Hong Kong and Beijing, so China, um, London, Wales, did Hawaii, Los Angeles, and New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. All right. Pretty awesome trip. <laughs> so I, I remember your dad saying to me, he, they, he now realises they planted the bug in you guys for travel yeah, very, very much early. So, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's realised now that that's what – but he's not upset about it. He's quite proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so that was in there, right? That, yeah. That's somewhere in, there, in the background. Travel. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Knowing some of the next part of the story. It's interesting, <laughs> right? It's in there. Okay. So you arrive in Switzerland. Yeah. First time travelling alone. Yes. How old are you at this point? Um, 18. Okay. You bet, right? Yeah. Okay. First time traveling alone, hit Switzerland. Yeah. How long are you there for? What is it? What do you do? What um, so what do you walk into? It was going for three months um, and it was, I was living in a little village called Frutigen mm-hmm. um, of like, I think it was, I don't even know how many. It was a very small village. Yeah. Um, and they have a Swiss chalet that they built themselves on top of a mountain. Of course they do. So it's. <laughs> Um, you know, all amazing. wood and amazing carvings and the view from my bedroom is just mountains and stunning oh. and green and yep. all these little other chalets all over the mountains right. and still snow on top, even yep. though it's summer yep. and just stunning. Like, wow. And at this point yeah. you're thinking, yeah, not going to uni was a really yeah. good, yes, <laughs> yeah. good choice. I've done well. Stuck in political classes at Flinders University <laughs> or... Living on a mountain. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So how long are you so, – so you've done some nannying back when you were a teenager. I, yeah, so I worked not, with kids before. So you worked with kids yeah, before. Yeah, I wasn't and, too intimidated about that stuff. Right. So it's interesting. So, you know, you kind of – that's just part of you growing up. You didn't, yeah. You didn't determine it as a job before when I said, what did you do? It was, a, you know, it was yeah. just what you did. Yeah. It was part of being around people. And your family's always been around people. Yeah. It's always been a, a people thing, I know. And so um, – so the actual job, the role itself, is not something that you, you go, well, it's outside of my wheelhouse of what yeah. I'm going to do. And so, all right, so you find yourself in Switzerland. How long are you there for? Three months. Three months. Yeah. All right. And what um, does that rekindle in you an idea of something else you want to do? Or it's just what it is. It's just a three-month thing and it's just, it's it's healing, it's change. It's, yeah. Is that what that period well, I mean, at is? the start, yeah, I didn't really have any expectations coming out yeah. of it, but it definitely was a healing time for me. Mm. And 
um, the lady that like the mum of the three kids I nannied for was a very important yep. um, part of my life in that time and even still is as kind of like a mentor and Wonderful. she's really outgoing and creative and that's when I started to think about um, my love for art and how I could fit all that into maybe something, something as a job. Else. Yeah. All right. So we've got a little, little turning point. That's that's a little three month little moment. Yeah. Some, something new's <laughs> happening in the midst of all that. Mm. So you come home. Yeah. From Switzerland, you don't disappear off somewhere else at that point. No. You, well, you I I'd home. signed up for university for the next Again. year when ah. I was in Switzerland. So doing. Um, a Bachelor of Visual Arts. Right. Yes. So we, we had made the shift. Yeah, yeah. At least in our head. <laughs> yeah. We thought, back to uni. Yeah. Maybe it was the the topic and the timing. Yeah. It's not the uni itself is a problem. It's just topic and timing um, and a bit of healing and some space and time. We can, we can reset mm-hmm. and have a go. Yep. All right. So you come back. How much? How much? How much time do you have when you're back before you start uni, or do you come back and straight in? No. So I came back time? towards the end of the year, so uni didn't start yep. till the next year. So picking up yeah. other jobs along the way. What are you um, doing at that point? I because I know you love retail so much. Yeah, I'm sure that, that, that re- was the beginning of retail. Is this a retail moment? Yeah, that's when okay. I started in retail. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Retail. <laughs> No, some people might love it. Like, I'm sorry. Sure, sure. But <laughs> that's, uh, uh, we've had this discussion before. That's why I know it. <laughs> okay, so retail starts then. Yes. That's the journey before uni starts. Yeah. Okay. Uni happens. Yes. Again, same uni or different uni? No, so I was in the city now at Adelaide College of the Arts. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, and is the uni degree what you expect? I mean, it starts very broad, so yeah, yeah. yeah, not really at the time. Like I okay. was doing jewelry making, ceramics, sculpture, okay. printmaking, photography, like any form of art they taught there, they make okay. you do that. So it pushed me a lot. Like, a, yeah, it wasn't what I expected, okay. and yeah, but it was good. It was fun. So they're not your disciplines, those kind of that kind I of. I wouldn't art? have said so. No, okay, yeah, right. but they wanted us to experience everything sure. before we before yeah. you start to specialize yeah. and sort of come in. So how does uni go? What's the what's the journey yeah, of uni? Pretty good the first year in particular. Okay. Um I felt like I was doing well, I really enjoyed it. Yep. And then I started to get into my second year of it and I was working a lot more as well in yep. retail and um I just kind of enjoyed that more. Like <laughs> I liked earning money, I liked the independence that came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to travel again. Um and so I kind of lost a lot of focus in uni and also they're very much like, you know, we're going to teach you how to be a practicing artist, which um, has never been my passion. Like I really love making art and I know I wanted to do something creative, but I never wanted to just be like, I'm going to completely fund my life off of making my own I'm not going to have this little studio. Yeah. And so I kind of just started feeling a bit disconnected and I was like, I don't think I'm in this to the same level as other people. Right. Um, I also find with art, doing it at school, I get really intimidated easily. Okay. I think it's really easy to think like I'm not good enough to be here when you're painting again, like next to other people. A killer, right? Yeah, exactly. And I just really kind of zoned out of uni and really started to focus on work to the point where I was like taking on shifts instead of going to uni classes and stuff like okay. that. So, yeah, yeah, I was just not about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so I imagine at that point, so earning money and having that kind of uh, – 
sort of mobility and that kind of yeah but i imagine if i know you slightly well enough that means you've got a little bit of money in the bank where the idea of travel starts to become... yeah so i booked a trip okay <laughs> <laughs> right, this is a problem the bank account gets a little bit bigger and all of a sudden yeah. it equals the amount of a ticket somewhere yeah <laughs> so I, I went to booked a flight to switzerland just for a month this okay. time in january between like uni yep. years but I'd already dropped back to part-time at uni okay. at this point because I was just yeah not about it yeah um <laughs> love it and then I came back from Switzerland and the next week started uni again and went for one day and was just like nah oh, wow. like I really I don't want to be here okay. um and then conveniently that week this is kind of pattern in my life like okay. as soon as I make a decision another opportunity is presented okay. within that week. Like it seems good reason to yeah. make decisions. <laughs> so, and they were like, do you want to go full-time at work? Like we've got a management position. Yep. Um, and like the national manager of our company asked me as well. So I kind of felt a bit important. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just yep. like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather work full-time than do uni. And again, I was worried to tell dad because I don't know as you might hear I kind of chop and change a bit and so I think yeah but I was like you know what she does (laughs) sorry dad um yeah I was like well I'm not hurting anyone I'll be working full-time earning my like money I'm not dependent on anyone right which was a big thing for me because mum and dad had been supporting me a little bit when I was at uni full-time and I was just really determined to be completely yeah independent so well, and I'm discovering that, you know, this is part of the podcast is this, you know, your passions and your skills, but, yeah. but also your responsibilities and, and, and you know, I guess providing for yourself. That, that's how do you mush all those together? Yeah. So the word mush again. I like the word mush at the moment. I don't know why. Um, but how do you, how do you put all those together? Like that's mm. the, and so this is the journey you're on. You're, yeah. you're kind of, they're almost counterbalanced. Okay. There's like this little kind of, well, you know, actually, Yes, I'm not not this, but I'd like to take on a bit more responsibility for myself, and I'd like to provide for myself. So I've decided to kind of that that's the way I guess we navigate those mm. things at, at times. And so I understand why that you know that's that's an appealing kind of kind of point. All right, yeah. so full time working, yes, uni's gone. We've yes. kept it. We've just gone. <laughs> not about it. <laughs> not, not about it. Um, how long does that? How long is that going for? About a year and a half. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had in my head, like, when I did it, I was like, you know, I'll still be making art as well. Like, okay. you know, yes. I can still be creative alongside. Self-justification is Yeah. Hard. And, yeah, and so, it. but I just kind of, um, it wasn't a great company to work for and it was a bit demanding okay. and I worked way too much overtime that okay. I didn't get paid for and it just became my life. Um, and I didn't make art and I stopped doing things that probably challenged me in a good way. Like it was a challenging job, but right. I wouldn't say, like I learned a lot from it, but I wouldn't say it brought out the best. So you me. spend a lot of your, you spent a lot of yourself. Yeah. There, which yeah. leaves. And that, like what we were talking about before. Yeah. Didn't feel like I got much of a thank you, which is not why right. you do the work, but no. when you're investing everything into something and you don't feel. You've got to have a reason for the pain. Like yeah. Sometimes. There's got to be like, I think you're willing you're willing to invest yourself in it, yeah. but that somehow, and I'm not talking about money. I'm yeah. talking about there's, there's got to be something in that. I yeah. Think that, yeah. That, um, that kind of fills you up a bit. So at this point are you, I'm interested that along, so you've gone from kind of this idea that you're heading in a direction of either social work or then art or then yeah. whatever to, to basically just day after day, yeah. retail, <laughs> do, you know, are you along that path going, 
I don't have an answer for what I want to do long term. Are you struggling yeah. with that in the midst well, of all that? Well, I started or? to get a bit like worried because you didn't want this to be forever. Yeah, and um, there was a lot of like people older than me who were working in retail that would constantly have conversations with me like, oh, you know, I, I hate this job. I don't want to be here, but I just don't know what else to do. Like they, right. and they're like, oh, it's too far now to go back to study. I've got a mortgage and stuff like that. Like I can't just stop everything. There's and the story. St- yeah. St- like drop everything and study. And they're like, I don't have qualifications. Like, you know, what's, what is there for me? Like outside of retail. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> how depressing yeah like and I mean I I felt like they couldn't even see their potential in themselves anymore right. and that scared me as well um right and I mean like at this point I'd done some more overseas travel so it was still good like you know I could work so I could travel and that mm. was really exciting but I did get to a point where I was just like I think if I don't make a change soon right. um I'm scared that this will just be it for me for a long time. And I know it's just going to be harder down the track okay. to make the change. So so that is going on. There's yeah, that yeah. Kind of, there's oh, that definitely. There's conversation happening. I once heard a great quote that says you need to um, need to build a life that you don't feel like you need a vacation from. Yeah. So oh, that's really – so, yeah. so you know, if you're earning enough and you can go on little trips and you can <laughs> do whatever, but ultimately there's something in there of – Yeah. I can't just be waiting for the next time I get to go on holiday or go, yeah. go and experience another place. So, yeah. and again, as we said, the many people who what, this isn't a retail dump or this is no. a, a patent lawyer. If if people love those things, that's the point, right? Yeah, you, definitely. That, that fills a lot of people up. Yeah, but I think it's that statement from the people who are saying to you, "I hate this, and <laughs> I don't want this to be." And my I life. hated it too. Like it wasn't like I was right. like going every day. You like, were going, "What? This yes, is amazing!" Love selling Shirosky crystals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's that yeah so you're in it you're in it like yeah. you're right in it i think and i think we're all in it at some point but you've also got some issues. you've got a glimpse of somebody in it at a different stage yeah okay i think i think that's um that um I guess the, that context and that all of a sudden expanding of again, this is probably one of these expanding of worldview moments that we've talked about. Before. Yeah. So all of a sudden something kind of cracks in you that it expands, and all of a sudden you see something. Now you can't unknow the the fact that these people are um, not so sure they love being where they are. Yeah. And maybe you see a little glimpse of a future you don't want. Yeah. yeah? Very much so. <laughs> all right. So, so what happens now? Like I'm now you've got me, right? So you've said to me earlier, I don't know if I've got a great story. <laughs> We're in it. I'm fascinated. So um about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of what happens? What changes? What kind of is there a switch that flicks or what happens? Kind of. Um I think one thing I'd been thinking about for a while, my dad sent me or challenged me with this thing about like a career versus a job. And so I was trying to work out how that fit in for me. And it was talking about like, you know, a career is something that you're super passionate about and you invest a lot of time into it, even outside of your work hours because you're doing what you love and that's your passion. Whereas like, or you can have a job that, you know, is just your nine to five. You might not love it, but it finances you so that you can do your passion. Right. Okay. And so I was thinking like, well, maybe that's what like my, job at Lavisa is like maybe, in retail, okay. like maybe I'd need to try and disconnect myself a bit from it. Cause I was putting too much Just in it and not job. wanting to do anything outside of that. 
And then that can finance me to do like overseas work or, you know, get back into art and stuff like that. So I'd been thinking about that for a while. And in the end, I was just like, nah, like it's not that for me. (laughs) It's not that nine to five job that I can go to and then do stuff outside of that. So I made like I was really like, okay, I'm done. Like what next? And then within about another week, as it tends to happen. You and your decisions and then your out of left field um, options. Fred and Nancy from the Philippines yeah, yeah. came to Australia and um, they were staying at mum and dad's and Nancy had a conversation with me about art. And I was saying how I wanted to get back into it and stuff and she was saying how she would love to start some sort of um, art thing at the organisation that they work with in the Philippines and she was like, oh, you should come. And I was like, don't joke because I will. Like, that's... <laughs> I'm impulsive like that. <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't think I've ever done an overseas trip where I've planned more than like a month in advance for kind of, like... You're my kind of person. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, so it was kind of like a brief conversation. And then dad was like, oh, I really think you should like talk to Nancy because I think she is kind of serious about it. Mm. So I did and I was like, yeah, this sounds really cool. Like when can I come? And... Um, yeah, so just made that decision and told Lavisa I was leaving and and off. Yeah, went to the Philippines for four months. Of course you did. <laughs> who doesn't do that? Yeah. So, well, right. So now I'm going to get my head together. What I ask you next? All right. So we've made the decision. Year and a half through, you've been in the rumble of trying to put it all together. We're back to art though, but yes, we're about people as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so this theme you had from the which ultimately was the driving force to social work. Yeah. Let's be honest. That was the, that was what you discovered when you stopped doing the degree was, yeah. it wasn't really how you wanted to engage with people. Yeah. Maybe that job didn't allow you to be as relational as you wanted. Yeah. Or so creative. It didn't, or was creative. Yeah, okay. It didn't yeah. really incorporate art into it much. But. So now we've got the opportunity for you to do people. Yeah. And art. Yeah. <laughs> and travel. Yeah. My three favorite things. We're, we're away, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We may not be at the providing for yourself financially yeah. stable position, but we are at the big three. Very much spent all my savings in the Philippines, but that's okay. Right, okay. So, <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right. So had you ever been to the Philippines before? No. So this was your first time there yeah. as well? I'd done like Cambodia and India and okay. China. So I'd, Asia. So were they some of the places you'd gone while you were working? Uh, Cambodia and India, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, but Asia was familiar to me. I mean, each country is yes. different, but sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should you go alone? Yes. You're good at this kind of just <laughs> going places. It's right? fun. It's fun. Well, it's, it's fun. It's not for some people though. Yeah. Right. Like for some True. people that would be horrendous. Like the concept alone. Yeah. I was coaching a friend of mine a, a couple of years ago and. We're talking about his values and his motivation, and he says he values him freedom and um, spontaneity and creativity. And I said, "You do you, know, you do know that vast majorities of the world that that is not what they value. Yeah. Like they value predictability, yeah, stability, and security." And he went, "What?" <laughs> like horrified that. And I said, "Yeah, like it, that's not a." That's not a thing for a lot of people. So, yeah. so I think it's worth it's worth noting, like the fact you embrace that 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 says a lot about who you are, and that that's kind of that's a personality, and that's a it's also experience. You've had experiences of trying it, so we get braver. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you you just do right. Yeah. It's not your first time, and so I'm, I think it's worth noting because some people might be listening, going, "That is 
just know like I, how, even if I came to the decision, how would I pull it together to encourage myself to take the step? So yeah, yeah it's worth them. We get used to our story, right? We get used to, yeah, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. That's a big deal for some people. So you arrive and you're due to be there for, did you say four months? Is yeah, your, yeah. Your first trip. So when was this? How long ago was your, was your. This is last year. This is last year. Yeah. The last bit of last got it. year. That's last right. four months. That's yeah. Right. Yes, got it. All right. And what, what happened? So I need to. What does that four months look like? You arrive into a place you've never been? Yeah. To people you've met once? Yeah. So I met Fred and Nancy once. <laughs> to do art and people. Yes. I was living, so living with Fred and Nancy um, in a little studio at the back of their house with um, four other people from Germany mm-hmm. around my age. Um, and so, yeah, we all would work at the organisation at the rubbish dump in the city. Um, with pretty poor living conditions for the people that we were working with as mm. You have seen yes. and experienced so this, yourself. This was our trip that we have just recently been on. Yeah. Um, yep. um, and so I did art classes three times a week for a majority of the time I was there mm. and um, managed to organise. We did a big exhibition at the like big shopping mall yep. in Cebu and the kids got to display their work, which was really cool. I mean... They were all very passionate. I wouldn't say we got to a standard where I'd say like <laughs> these kids are, you know, <laughs> amazing at art and that. But sure. for them, they'd never like their school doesn't even teach art because it's too expensive. Sure. So um, this was the first time for them, which is kind of probably a good thing. It's first time for me teaching, yeah. um, but it was a lot of fun. And in the end, after I came back, found out that a French guy brought all their paintings um, and they were displayed in Paris, which they were all very excited <laughs> about. Um, and they all got to keep some money for themselves. They got to put some in savings and then spend the rest on getting more art supplies to right. hopefully keep that going for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So people and art combined in this kind of yeah. <laughs> wonderful, rich, relational thing. Yeah. Which, which I imagine, well, no, I don't imagine, I know changes you yeah yeah and changes your worldview um again as we were saying uh, before we started you can't unsee what you've seen and you can't unknow what you know and mm. and i think uh, the, the rich wonderful thing is that your worldview all of a start, sudden starts to expand and it sort of cl- i get this picture of it like just clicking open like a little step at a time every <laughs> like kind of and you can't stuff it back in it doesn't yeah. you can't like stuff it back in and just go no 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 Go away, go away. So, so this kind of it's a it's a richer, bigger worldview. It's it's um, and I know you've you've made some friendships there that are going to be lifelong, like life changing. Very much. So. Yeah, like really powerful uh, things when you experience certain things with certain people. Yeah. So you do four months there. You come back. Yes. Now we go back, but how long after you've left? Uh so I arrived. Back in Australia in the start of January. Okay. And we went in April. We went in April. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and I got the opportunity to come. My older son came and we, we went with um, a group of students, which was super fun. Amazing. It was amazing a pretty group. awesome trip. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> group. Amazing uh, trip. Um, we got to spend some time with the students, the German students like who'd, who'd been there as well with, with you at the time and to work in some of the... Um, the places that you'd been um, 
you'd been working. I got to come and see one of your art classes, which was fun. The mayhem. Yeah, the mayhem. <laughs> That's the point, I think. Um, but you're back. Yes. You're back here now and you're back at uni, yeah? Yes. Picking up the art. Yeah, finishing Again, off finishing it off. So how long have you got left mm. on that? Um, <laughs> how long's a piece of string? <laughs> my theory with uni was that when I was studying, that somebody would tap me on the shoulder one day and go, "No, stop now! You've done enough. Uh, you can leave." And I've got no idea when that. That might be in twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> I just work until someone tells me to stop. End of next year. So end of next. It's year. longer than I had hoped because things had changed since I'd been away. The oh, course right. structure, like okay. they don't changed at all. So I've had to do a couple of extra subjects and then. Some semesters are a bit longer because I couldn't fit the right subjects in. Okay. So anyway, longer than I would have liked, but sure. And if next year I'll be finished with that degree, but then I'll so have to. So what's that do... degree? Is that a fine arts degree? Uh, a... It's a bachelor of visual arts. Visual arts with a major in painting, and then okay. I'm minoring in history to hopefully yep. do my masters of teaching post study next year. Okay. That's the direction is, I'm so heading. So is this in. the first time for what? Is this the five year plan, Tali? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever planned ahead this much, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. So, are you feeling um, are you feeling a renewed pressure to answer the question, "What are you gonna do?" A bit like in year ten. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because yep. I, I don't have the freedom that I did before. Right. Um, and I really like that. I don't like predictability or routine. So, I mean, knowing that I have to be in the same place for a certain amount of time to get to where. I want to be later on in life is a bit, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't like study. Like I really don't. Okay. So. <laughs> so I imagine you can do it. You just don't enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so my, all right. So let me ask you this question. This is one of the other questions we start to talk about. So we'll get back to like, we'll get to what next soon. <laughs> I don't, you may not even know yeah. what next, but that's okay. Let's. <laughs> We can have a discussion about you not maybe not knowing what's yeah. next, and that's okay. You're in the midst of it, right? Like I'm trying to work it out. You're, we're all doing the same, okay? The trick is we're all making it up as we go along, yeah. Okay, that that is the genuinely the truth, and the vast majority. Oh no, forget the vast. Everybody is faking it till they make it. Everybody, because there is no handbook. Yeah, we are trying to work. I think the more we say that, and the more we give permission to people to say it's okay. <laughs> It's okay if you don't know, yeah, because uh, none of us do. I think that's I think that's freeing and encouraging. One one of the things I sort of one of the themes that's been coming out through some discussions I've been having with people is that always somewhere along the way there are some people like who who pop up who are of significant influence and they they either teach us what we want to to pursue. Or they model for us something we don't want to pursue. Or they grab us and take us under their wing for either a small period of time or they just they just seem to be with us long haul. Now, whether you call them mentors or whoever they are, I find there are there are people in in our stories who, who appear in this. Are, are, are there any people of note that kind of pop out for you? Um, maybe maybe starting in that zone of that you learnt from the way they put their lives together or the way they worked that you went, yes, that's that's I like that, or that teaches me I don't I don't want to do that. Is is there a, a, either of those kind of yeah. people that pop up? Um, I think 
my dad has probably played the biggest influence in my life with career stuff and choices and jobs. And I mean, he's the person I always go to to talk to about these things. I really respect his decision. Um, Unfortunately, he's going to hear that, so he knows that now. <laughs> well, that's ruined it completely, yeah. hasn't it? <laughs> well, um, I did speak to him this morning and he said, I'll be fascinated to see what she has to say. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm being too nice to him, honestly. Yeah, way too nice to him. <laughs> um, but I think at the end of high school for me, when things happen with his job, um, it changed the way he looks at work and yeah. um, he's really big, as you would know, with leading from your strengths. Yes. You've probably heard that saying quite a few times. Yes. But it's, What are you on the strengths, Pinder? I'm oh, going to kill me because I can't remember the remember? name. I'm the same as him. Oh, yeah, I C- conducting. Conducting chaos? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Conducting persuader, is that it? I don't know. He'll be saying what it is right now. Yeah, who knows? He's listening. Tell how many times I've been through your profile with you. Like, seriously. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, leading from your strengths. So, focusing on what you are naturally good at and and expanding that rather than spending your whole life focusing on the things you're weak at and 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 trying trying to to fix them. Yeah. And also making sure you're in something that your strengths match. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when you're at your best. That's where you you thrive. So, um, I mean, he's been on that journey himself, yep. um, kind of as I have been mm. now, just very different stages of our lives. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just really value what he has brought for me in terms of yep. um, the guidance and direction. And, he, like, I say, like, every time I was scared to tell my dad and that, but he's pretty supportive. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so. All right. Anybody you've just... You might not want to name them. <laughs> Is there anyone you've just watched and gone, that's not the – other than the people at your retail yeah. shop. Yeah. So other than those who you just like – because that seems to me one of those moments. Yeah. Which you go, yeah, no, that, that's not it. That's not yeah. it. Is there, are there been other moments? You may not want to name them, but are there moments where you've kind of interacted with people or watched them and said that – that for me is the thing I want to avoid. Because sometimes, even though we don't know what we want, yeah. sometimes it's helpful when we start to work out what we don't want. That's true. Yeah. Like write the list, we go, no, no, <laughs> never. I know that for sure. I may not be able to answer the what am I going to do and be, but I know what I'm definitely not yeah. going to go with. So possibly one of those at the moment is you're probably not going to be a social worker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Is, is there any of those that kind of I don't know. I can't out? think of like really specific people that I'm no. just like, yeah, but... I think growing up, especially in Goolwa, which I loved, but it is a smaller town than that, yep. um, and a lot of people just end up back there, which is also not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, maybe later on in my life, absolutely, it's something that would appeal to me. But I think I I want to have a good understanding of people, yep. and I think you get that from experience and life experience and challenging yep. what you think you know and stuff like that. So. I think I've always known that I don't just want to be stuck in one place for a long time and never go outside of that and never meet new people and be challenged. Um, yeah. And I also, I think I've never wanted to do things like the way that everyone else does them, (laughs) um, which is not to, again, not to say that it's a bad way of doing things, but I look at a lot of my friends in the life that they are now and stuff, and that's been great for them, but I just know it's, not for me. Like I wouldn't want to be married right now with kids or, you know, and sometimes I struggle because I'm like, oh, 
I'm not going to finish uni till I'm 27 now, which some people are like, that's nothing. Um, <laughs> but in the scheme of where other people in my life are at, sure. you feel the pressure because you're like, oh, I'm still studying and I'm not at this level of life where maybe I'm told that I, I should be. Right. But I wouldn't take back anything that I've done because oh. it's challenged my view and it's made me the way I am now and I'm doing something that I think I'm on the right track with finally compared to yeah. the other. So I do look at people and go like, oh, you know, that's not for me. But sure. not to say that that's not for them though. It's not a judgment. Yeah. It's just yeah. Um, it's you understanding who, who you are. Yeah. And starting to sort of refine that. Yeah, I guess and just acknowledge that. that I do things a bit differently. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, um, and that some people will not understand that. Yeah, that, that there will be people who just go, I don't get it. Why don't you just just get on with it? You just know, or, finish a degree. Yeah, my oh, goodness, <laughs> stop leaving the country. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you 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 seem to be you're searching to put together a different kind of life. Yeah, and I think that um. That should be encouraged, um, and but I understand that potentially makes it a little lonely sometimes. Yeah, when you um, you run on a race or you're, you're 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 on a quest. That's my word for the podcast. You're you're on a quest, but not everybody's on that same quest. Mm. Um, sometimes you have to take a quest alone. And you bump into people along the quest who seem to be on similar ones. And I think you've done that with yeah. some people who you're making lifelong friendship with. It's not like there's nobody on no, a similar yeah. quest. They're definitely, <laughs> they just don't happen to live around the corner from you. Yeah, which right. sucks. <laughs> really sucks. <laughs> I know that some of your best relationships are with people who are a long way away from where we are sitting right now. Yeah. And that makes life rich, but it makes it complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like there is nobody. It, yeah. They're just not necessarily sitting around the corner from you. Yeah. And it's not it's not what I thought my life would look like a okay. while back. Yeah. Well, you're not a hairdresser. No. <laughs> <laughs> but even in terms of people in my life now. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's changed a lot. But yeah. I one thing I can say about it is that I feel like I know who are my real authentic friends now. Okay. And it may not be as many as what I had around me when I was really actively involved in like a church community or something like that. But every person that I have in my life now is really like a really solid person and someone that I know is with me for the long haul. So I think that's important to me rather than, and yeah, sometimes it does feel lonely if they're overseas and that, but yeah, it's just knowing that they're the good ones and that I've, yeah. That's partly our experience of, uh, of life as we grow up, like you realize you only end, you actually only end up with a small handful of friends, but yeah. they're really good ones. Yeah. And as um, I'm saying, like if you can count, like you're more than, mm-hmm. um, more than your hand, like your closest friends, yeah. you're probably like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we were either wrong or, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So, what um so let's finish off that last question. So mentor wise, you mentioned the uh, the mum of the family uh, was yeah. an important person during yeah. that time in Switzerland and continues to be. Yeah. Um, have there been other other people like that throughout your journey that you've just like, they're I'm going to grab onto that person and kind of hang with them. Or or here's your other part. I'll give you a because my experience for a while in my life was there wasn't. Yeah. And that's also worth saying that it's not there are. 
I'm not saying my whole life there wasn't. I mean, there are periods where I felt like there was there was nobody to grab onto who would kind of mentor me through. Um, yeah, of either of those. Um, I think I have a lot of people in my life that I could have. I think I'm not. Um, my strength is not acknowledging that help sometimes. Right. And I think I probably try and do a bit too much of it on my own. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and probably process too much of it on my own and make all those decisions like yeah. that. So, okay. Um, which is not always like a bad thing, but yeah. um, yeah, I could probably definitely utilize people a bit more in my life. <laughs> I think yeah. having that realization and the, yeah. the maturity to understand that is is powerful. You know, um. Yeah, and again, look, hindsight's wonderful where you go, yeah. oh, during that period there were these people who offered but I didn't, like, that, that's that's one thing, you know, when you're in the midst of it. Yeah. Um, especially if you're someone who's high-functioning and capable and, and you you actually have the ability to kind of will yourself through yeah. circumstances. Um, that's always, that's going to be your default. Yeah. I imagine you just want to get on with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as well and sort of keep pushing. So, yeah, I understand that. So... Uh, I'm not going to ask you. For, I don't, I'm not going to ask you for a five-year plan because I don't have one. I've, <laughs> I've barely got a plan for the next week, so um, th- that's not of interest to me. <laughs> in a sense, if you've got one, I'm happy to tell me, but I, well, I don't think you do. <laughs> it's an assumption I'm making, but I'm pretty sure it's a good one. Um, so, but teaching seems to be the yeah at the moment where I'm heading. For now, we're just going to yeah. take the. And I do say it loosely because I'm like, if I've got the one goal, it's at least finishing the degree I'm doing currently. So it's getting to the end of next year with you. There's a bit of discipline in that. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I'm trying. You don't really want to, but you're going to do it. You you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, mum and dad, so mum's currently teaching still, but and dad used to be a teacher yeah, as well. Yeah, which is so, why I was hell-bent on right, never teaching. Right, okay. <laughs> and my sister's a teacher. Of course. Yeah. Okay, so this <laughs> so this was um, was there a bit of personal – so a bit of defiance in the reality that yeah. this would not be the future, right? Yeah, I just – I felt <laughs> it was kind of like business. the default and I didn't want to do right. the default. Sure. And I think if I studied teaching out of school, it still would have been. Right. I think took the Philippines and – teaching yes. there and working with like those yeah, teenagers and that. Yeah, and to go, actually, this is something that I enjoy for myself and right. that I feel really right. passionate about and I, yeah, I really like it. So Okay. So this is the current trajectory <laughs> yeah. of interest. Um, what's your experience of being at uni and studying as opposed to from being a 19-year-old to being, you know, early to mid-20s? Yeah. Do you, so I studied my first degree when I was 19 yeah. and then I went back and I studied again only sort of four years ago. Yeah. And studying as an older person than 19 was like a vastly different concept. Yeah. Even like I'm classified as a mature age student Doesn't now and I'm like laugh. 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? Um, yeah. Uh, but, but even t- – now I would suggest that 19 to 23, although that's only four years, what you did in those four years uh, – has matured you vastly yeah. more. I'm not sure about mature, but I just know more just things. Just take like it. You'll, you'll cope with it. Just don't. <laughs> but your experience, your, if we're back to what you've seen and heard and learned to know when you've, you've experienced, your worldview is cracked open, right? Yeah. So that means you are, I would say, a vastly more mature person in that sense that your, your world has been enriched. 
is, is it a whole different idea? Because this isn't an anti-studying kind of conversation at all. <laughs> no. But I know you don't love it and I don't yeah. love it. It's not, I don't, th- not thrilled by the idea of it. Yeah. Um, but is it a, has it been a vastly different experience for you yeah. this time? Yeah. I mean, I still don't enjoy it. Um, sure. But I think I have more resilience towards it. Right. Um, and I feel like. I probably bring a bit more to what I'm doing than I did before as well. Yeah, right. And I think it's easier to put things into perspective and context now and to see the end goal and and also go, you know what, like I did this in my life, I can do this now. Like, right. And I know yes. it's different and I know like, you know, I feel like I thrive a lot more in the Philippines overseas and stuff like that. Okay. So for me that was a lot of easier thing to do. But, you know, I yeah, like I've seen what I've seen and I know now that, like this is nothing compared to other people's realities and it's a privilege as well. So yeah. I need to own that. <laughs> yes, you've got a different kind of comparison now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just a comparison to other people but you're, you. I imagine because I know we are a little bit and we were only there for a little bit, you're comparing your current existence to an existence in lots of other places around the world. That yeah. Experienced and yeah, we are blessed. It is yeah. an amazing privilege for us to even have some of the problems we have to be yeah. perfectly honest. And so. Yeah. I get that. All right. So back on time. I'm not going to ask for your five-year plan, but let's let's go. I think you're up for an artistic, visioning, conceptual, fun moment. If you could design, if, if anything was possible, and I said finance was sorted, like you were, you were whatever you were doing would yeah. generate enough income for you to survive. And I know you're not looking to be rich. You just want to, you want to get by and, be responsible and look after yourself. What would you just love to be doing? What would what would probably what I was doing in the Philippines. Yeah. Like working with people to like just have a create an artistic space where people could mm. come and just create and not with the pressure of like, you know, you have to be an artist and you have to make money off this. But yeah. for people who don't have the ability to or haven't been able to, just to come yeah. and explore what being creative and be when you have the materials and that to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd so love it's to do art that. as a it's you know, art in its purest form. It's art as expression and as connection and as yeah. um for for creativity's sake rather than like you'd said earlier that the idea of kind of being a practicing artist with like a studio, you know, earning money. Yeah. Like that's not the not for me. It's <laughs> not the drive, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see what happens because <laughs> I think your story will <laughs> – I'm probably more excited than you are. Either. <laughs> um, but, um, I, yeah, I, I hope you can – I hope uni just continues to track along and you can have that sense of achievement of, you know, hitting it on the head. Mm. Uh, having said that, your dad's not going to like this, but uh, the pool that disappeared in the Philippines happens again. I hope you do that as well. Um, <laughs> he's going to hate that I said that. Like. Um, but um, I, I think him. I think for me, what's what's exciting is to talk to you in the midst of. Like, I think one of the concerns for you today was you said, you know, I don't have a thirty-year career. What at all these stories yeah. to tell? And, oh, that's that's fine. Like, that's not that's not the point. The point is the the rumble in the. And they're working it out and you're, yeah. you're working it out equally as much as anybody else is. And I, I'm just of the overwhelming opinion that there's so much pressure 
on on young people and young adults to kind of have an answer to that question. Mm. Um, but I think um, some I, th- I think sometimes they just we force them to try and answer it when it's not really the answer. And um, I fear people end up with degrees they don't want. Yeah. And a debt they can't service. Yeah. For a career they don't understand, and in a direction that they're just genuinely not passionate about. And um, yeah, I think you know the blessing. The thing we all want is we want to do something we love, and we'd love that thing to provide for us mm. and for the people that's around us. That's dream. what we want, right? And I think that's the quest. Yeah. Right. And I'm not willing enough. I'm not willing yet to be convinced that that quest is not worth trying to take. Yeah. I'm not convinced it's – I'm convinced it's hard and I'm convinced it's not always enjoyable, but I'm not convinced it's impossible. Maybe I'm naive. I don't think I so. I don't think so. <laughs> and, and if I'm honest, I've experienced moments in my life where I've got up every morning and I love what I do. Yeah. And it wasn't work and it provided for my family. And if I'm honest, and I said this to someone yesterday – just want to fall in love with something again yeah i want to fall in love with giving every bit of everything i've got in the pursuit of something again yeah and at that point i won't be counting hours and i won't be asking how much pay i get per hour and i won't care because i will throw myself into with my life uh something that i love again but it will also provide for me and for my family and so that's the quest if i sum it up yeah I think we're all on it. I I think some people have grown a bit more disillusioned than others <laughs> and maybe are a bit like, ah, whatever, tough luck, just show up to work, get it done, get it yeah. over with and live your life on the weekends. That's all. That's the best you can hope for. Yeah. Well, the best you can hope for is you find a job you hate that pays enough that allows you to go and play every now and again. But if I'm going to try and construct a life that I don't feel like I need a holiday from, that's what I'm going to have a go at. Mm. And um, I think there is deeper meaning out there. I think there's things we can give our lives to. There are things we can experience. There are people we can meet. So um, I'm not helping because I think I'm just agree. I think you wholeheartedly agree with that quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and I'm unfortunately not going to see you and give you any answers because I don't know. But um, I guess my encouragement to you today is you're not alone in wanting to try and make that all work. Um, and maybe, just maybe, the whole point of this podcast is for us to encourage each other to just keep pushing mm. um, and celebrate with each other when one of us works out how to make a little bit more of it happen Yeah. and maybe mourn with each other when we <laughs> think we haven't got a clue how to make it happen. And if that's all it is, hey, um, I'm okay with that. I really am. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope it was painless. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you felt like you um, shared more than you thought you had to share before we arrived. But I I really appreciated it. I hope you'll come back at some point. We'll have another chat when there's another development to the story. um, Keep me updated. We'll do a news flash. Vice versa. Yeah, we'll do a Talia made it work episode (laughs) where we tell a story of you. Just somehow... or we'll just do an episode when you disappear back to the Talia Philippines. Talia starts studying. <laughs> <laughs> Talia quit university <laughs> podcast. And then we'll get your dad on the phone. To join. <laughs> if you quit, could you do it live on yeah. the podcast? We'll, yeah. we'll phone him 
and you can tell him live on the podcast. I'm determined not to. Let's yeah, no, no, I need to stop sorry, talking about sorry, it because sorry, I will book sorry. a flight. <laughs> sorry, Phil. Phil, I, I'm not encouraging her to quit uni. I, think I it's can a, get through to the end of next year. She can. Yeah. She, yes. she can. She's going to disappoint You'll grow through it. It'll be worth you. You're gonna get so much out of it. So yeah. I, I do. I pray that it all can continues, and um, yeah, stay on the quest. I will. Right. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Well, thanks for joining me again on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing more of Talia's story. Don't forget, I'd love for you to head on over to my Patreon page. The link can be found below. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast. Thanks for joining me again today, and I'll see you soon. See ya. Keep your mind safe.